never know where life is going to take you. Some people know exactly where they want to be and go for it full throttle. Others just stumble upon it organically, and then there are those who just follow their intuition. This is a podcast about reaching your personal best through resilience, motivation, and passion. This is Mark My Words. So you know sometimes how you meet somebody, whether it's online or offline, and you have a chat with them, and you just know you're going to have a really good conversation. Well, today... My guest on Mark My Words, Brian R. Sullivan, is somebody I just kind of got to know talking to him online a little bit. And I could just tell just by the couple of conversations we have had on LinkedIn, of all places, I just knew, unlike this guy, I think would be a great guest. And looking a little bit further into what he does, I also kind of feel like he would be a great fit, which is why he's here today. Ryan is the founder of Podcast Principles, a really awesome company that helps people just to make podcasting a little bit easier. He shares his expertise, and that in itself, I could certainly use a little bit of his guidance and wisdom on that. He is also the host and producer of his own podcast called Bobcast Podcast, which I listened to an episode on my way home. Great show. He definitely showed me what a great conversationalist he is just in listening to that episode. And then on top of that, he also has his own website, solelybop.com. He is a rapper, producer, DJ, we already know he's a podcaster, not in that order. It depends on the day. And today, he just happens to be an episode on my show. I totally plagiarized that off of your website. Welcome to the show, Ryan Sullivan. How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Mark. Thank you so much for doing this, man, and uh, and, and making this happen. I really appreciate it. And, and you're right. A lot of times, it's so simple, man. It just comes from a little uh, message on LinkedIn, little comment um you know just engaging and just like hey like we i'm not even sure what exactly we were talking about probably some podcast related i think but um yeah man sometimes it's just that simple and i but you know overall man just uh truly appreciate you doing this and uh me being here today really yeah we're gonna have a lot of fun man i love i love this well it's great to have you here and just to plug myself a little bit i just posted an episode about my experiences on linkedin it's something I've talked about a little bit. There's actually a LinkedIn local event happening in Baltimore this week that I'm choosing not to go to, still kind of laying a little bit low as the world opens up a little bit. But yeah, LinkedIn has been huge for me. It's literally the difference between me continuing to pursue something like blogging and be a little more behind the scenes and me really opening up and getting that encouragement I need to be here with you today 
and doing a podcast. Yeah, man, LinkedIn's so powerful, man. It's like I started it when I was in college, and I think I started it originally just to have one. And I, like one of my friends had like 300 connections. I thought that was insane. And uh, I ended up working for a marketing agency, and they had me using it for like lead generation but it was so monotonous and robotic and stuff. And it was like copy and paste and like, all right, track this guy down, see if he's active. Like, like, dude, I like, I just want to like talk to people. So um, that's a whole story in itself of me working for that company. But once I left the company, I actually started using LinkedIn to simply connect with people. I remember connecting with every single podcast production company CEO um, in the country that I could connect with. And I actually ended up booking meetings with like three or four of them. And uh, they were kind of the impetus for the company I have today. So, yeah, man, I could go off a long time on the power of LinkedIn. Oh, no, I know I could too. And it's amazing to me that I haven't just made a podcast about LinkedIn because I love the platform and I love what it's done for me and just the community. I mean, yeah, you you have some trolls and some people that are a little bit annoying or rude. Believe me, I just had a post a few weeks ago. I guess somebody didn't like a poll that I posted, and it was about what are you doing? Are you staying inside? Or are you going out? It was Memorial Day weekend, and I get that it wasn't really catered towards America or the whole world. It was mainly, I guess, playing more towards like Americans but some guy from another country I won't even name the country you can go find me and find the post and find out what I'm talking about but this person just started blasting me like oh you Americans are alike and just went I was like whoa 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 that's not really what I'm going for here that's not the point that's not really the focus and it was just kind of like a back and forth. And eventually I had to tell him, look, dude, I have a podcast. I talk to people from all over the world. So, you know, don't necessarily tell me. You mean, I mean, sure. Could I be a little more worldly? Maybe. We, maybe we all could. But this person was just, they, they went off on me. And I'm like, all right, I've had people on my show from all over the world. I'm making an effort. I'm trying. Yep. So you gotta like pump the brakes a little. Well, that just that's just a reflection of however he's feeling. Like honestly, he's not even mad at you. Like he's not even mad at your post. Like there's something inside of him that's like he needs to get out and he's gotta like take it out. Like that's how I, I talked about we were talking about haters on the on a couple podcasts that I had on Bobcast and and you know, it's just a reflection of what that person's going through. So like what there's actually a clip that that did pretty well on instagram that i posted about like when i like you if you are gonna make a comment like that like you should have done this you should have done that like whether it's hating to the highest extent or like just criticizing and not being constructive just like go for a walk you know like just do some push-ups like just do something instead of making that comment and after you're gonna be like good thing i didn't good thing i just decided to take a minute instead um because that comment what would have helped you is if he messaged you and said hey man like i i i understand this post like i'm in a different country i get it but if you could make some other posts like you know he could actually be constructive but he chose not to he chose to 
bash you and try to, you know, they didn't offer any sort of like constructive, you know, feedback. And actually something happened to me the other day when an assistant reached out to me because their CEO or something want to be in my podcast. So I just made a whole post about what was wrong with that message. I didn't include them. I didn't tag them. I didn't put their name on it. I just used it as an example. And I said, listen, we can help more people. If we use your message as an example, these are the things I would have changed. I'm not saying they're bad people, right? It's just, I don't know, man. That's a whole, that's a whole topic in itself too. Yeah, no. And I don't necessarily think uh, this person I'm talking about, Mr. Basher person is a bad person. No, I actually, think- I went to their profile. It's a nice profile. They, they have a nice career. They're doing good things. But I, to your point, I think there's just something going on with them that for whatever reason, my posts, my friendly little posts triggered something. People and, are triggered. That's what people get triggered. Yeah. And they were trying to tell me that I need to think about what I'm posting. I'm like, well, I kind of do usually because I, well, want to build myself up as a brand, you know, not just shooting by the hip and you're Same testing whatever. too, though. You're testing. That's everything's testing. It's like, well, oh wow, man, that guy's like, oh, this post wasn't for me. Like, yeah. all right, just be more selfish. Like, come on, not every post is for you, dude. Like, <laughs> you know. Well, one thing it did make me think of is like, okay, today I posted a poll, and I'm like, okay, this is for everybody. <laughs> it's it got into my it got into my head anyway. So <laughs> it, it worked somehow. It worked somehow. I think it was just the approach that I'm just like, whoa, man, like we could have a better conversation. about. Well, that's good, though. That just means you took something positive out of it. It's not. I I did. I I think the past two or three polls that I've posted, I'm like, okay, I think this is for everybody. So, hey, I got something out of that. So. But overall, not to spend the whole time talking about LinkedIn, but LinkedIn has really helped me to open up and find my potential and that support. I don't know if you've ever been to LinkedIn local, but it's not just a networking event. It's actually real people, cool people, you know, not that people at regular networking events aren't cool, but <laughs> but it's a different feel. It's not just about giving out business cards and being very formal. It's very casual. It's a relaxed environment. Not only do you make connections, you make friends. And I know Melody Barron, who runs the Baltimore chapter of LinkedIn Local, it's like a little party every month. And it's phenomenal we go all over Baltimore and there's usually a really great guest really uh nice time for networking and chatting and getting to know people it's great like I said I could I already did like a solo episode on this so I probably don't need to waste all our time on it but LinkedIn is great yeah I'll just say I didn't I don't even know if there's one by me I don't I don't live in a high highly populated area so if there's not one, maybe I should start one. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I'd like to uh, definitely like to look into that because now that things are opening up, I mean, I'm a wedding DJ. You know, like I just started doing events again, and um, you know, it's my other, it's one of my other jobs. I've like all these jobs, but 
Um, one of my other jobs is doing running events and just even that being back to normal, it's like, Oh, okay. Like, well, we're back. Um, I should really start looking into these networking chamber of commerce type of things. And, uh, all right. I wrote that down though. I'm going to look into that, see if there's one in my area. There might be, I don't want to waste all our time talking nope. about that, but no problem. maybe you could start it. That could be another thing for you. No, I don't need another thing. On that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about what you do. And I really want to kind of go back a little bit in time because I see that you wound up majoring in business, management, marketing. What exactly were you thinking in those days, at least compared to now, you're doing all this creative stuff. And obviously you have a couple businesses, but what were you thinking back then when you majored in business? Well, I went to community college. That was my track from high school. All my friends were applying to colleges. I remember I had a class in high school and my teacher was like, okay, you got to apply to two colleges or whatever. And I didn't want to pay the $50 fee because I knew I was going to community college. So I was like, Hey, I'm just going to make it. I'll make the application. Can you just accept it? She's like, yeah, that's cool. So I never ended up applying to any colleges. I went to community college. I remember the first week of community college, I had like a breakdown, you know, I never really was. I'm like, maybe I had some darker moments in time, but man, I'm pretty like, I'm mostly pretty positive, but I feel like I had a kind of a, some sort of little breakdown and because I realized that a lot of my friends were going not, I guess not realized, like just in reality, my friends were gone, right? They just all went away. And uh, that kind of your life dissolves a little bit because you put so much time into these people that, you know, you just see them all the time. So then I realized that it was going to change. And I thought I made the wrong decision. I thought like, all right, what am I doing? Do I even want to go to college? So I ended up sticking through. I went to community college. I started my podcast. Um, I started uh, recording music. I bought a laptop. Uh, I started learning how to do music production, audio engineering. Like I learned, I, I basically took all my free time and watched, listen to podcasts, watch YouTube videos and just made music and podcasts and just try to learn all those skills and uh, try to like create, you know, good habits for myself. Cause I was listening and while I was reading Tim Ferriss, I was reading kind of these, um, whatever, uh, Kiyosaki, um, my, one of my boss bosses put me on a Robert Kiyosaki. So I started getting all this stuff in my head. I'm like, what is this? They're like, they're like doing the morning routine. Like, what do you mean? I just get up, I start working. Like, what are you talking about? So I, I kind of started to build my life a little bit. And so fast forward, right. I'm going to, I'm about to go away to college. And, uh, so I was a mechanic. I've been a mechanic for like five years now. Um, I don't really do it much anymore because I'm kind of everything else has, you know, taken over, but, you know, I would worked at a shop. I saved up like, you know, 15, $20,000 and I was going to open my own shop instead of going to college. And I just, you know, kind of took a, a little while to think about it. And I realized that I didn't want the college experience, but I wanted to go to college. Like I wanted to pursue higher education past community college. I wanted to get a bachelor's degree and it was either, it was option one or option two, man. And I chose to go to college. So I took, saved all that. I kept all that money. Um, I gave it all to my school, which is painful. And, you know, cause community college is super affordable. Right. So now I'm going to the state school, you know, 16,000 a year or something like that. And, uh, yeah, so I went, so I took one business class in my last semester of community college. I went to community college for, uh, liberal arts. So I could just take a bunch of different classes. Dude, I thought I was going to go into psychology cause I love psychology. 
And that's what I thought I was going to do, man. But then I realized there's no money in it. I also like money. So I'm just trying to balance. Right. And it's like, when am I going to get a PhD? Like I'm good. So I took one business class and then I took a, I took a business class, a supply chain class. And I think maybe one other business class, maybe it was like maybe two or three. And even, and just from those two classes, like intro to business and supply chain management, I didn't even know what supply chain was. I didn't even understand what that even meant. And I didn't, wasn't even interested in it, but I just thought it was cooler than everything else I learned. So I went to a state school for business and I took, a, I had an gr- amazing marketing professor. And after that, I think that's when I kind of, I thought to be honest, to answer your question and come back to it, I probably thought I was going to be a marketer but, it, but I don't like numbers. I'm not a numbers person. So I realized that wasn't going to be it. I'm, I'm creative. So I'm more of a creative type, more of a writer. So, and marketing obviously is writing too. I mean, there's so many aspects to it, but yeah, I probably thought I was going to be a marketer to be honest, or maybe sales, but I didn't like sales that much. Well, first of all, that whole time period when you're out of high school and you're like, okay, what am I going to do with my life? That's a really hard time. And I personally was a bit of a habitual college dropout for a while because I went to Penn State Burke's campus for about a year and a half, but I wasn't really majoring in anything. I was just taking classes. I had really no direction. I think I knew what I wanted to do, but... I was kind of like talked out of going to a school that had my major. And after a while, I'm just like, what am I doing? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm, I had partly like thoughts of, Oh, I, I've always loved computers and playing around with them. So maybe I'll get into that. And I also had thoughts of, my dad always kept telling me, you know, you should go get a business degree. Only problem is I have zero math aptitude whatsoever. It's amazing I passed my SAT and got into college because I'm so bad at math. So it was really hard with all these conflicting voices and trying to figure it out, which eventually I did. But I would go back to school and I would be going to a college that had my major. It was going to be great. And then I would get cold feet. I'd be like, no, this isn't for me. And I'd drop out. But then I'd try again. I'd be like, oh, I should try again. And then I'd drop out. I did this a couple different times before I just said, you know what? I'm not enrolling in anything. I'm just going to maybe try my hand and a few different jobs for a while and we'll see what happens. Ultimately, I wound up back in college and got through it, but it's hard. That time in your life is very hard. It's hard. I still don't know what I'm going to do. Like I still do. I do what I do now. Like I have a business and I, you know, like I said, I'm a DJ and rapper producer, all these different things, but like still like I know, like what I do right now day to day is my career. Right. But I still don't know what I'm going to do, you know, later. It could be anything, you know, still, I, I still keep that window, uh, keep that door cracked open a little bit, but yeah, man, you're so right. It's such a hard time. And also you touched on it too many 
people, too many cooks in the kitchen, right? Like too many men. It's, it's a theory that I bring up a lot now. It's called the too many mentors theory. So the more people you listen to, the less valuable information that you have to make your decision. You actually just have more, less valuable information now, rather than like the most valuable information is stuff that you can apply. I think, you know, almost immediately. Right. So yeah, that's like, especially when you're young, there's like a million people like, you know, Oh, what are you going to do? Are you going to do this? You should do this. You should do that. You should try this. Um, you know, and, uh, it's a lot of pressure. And then you also, you're you. So you're like, what? <laughs> I should know what I want to do, but it's damn hard. Well, I know I've talked about it a lot on this show, but I think I always knew what I wanted to do, but working in broadcasting and getting that close to something that amazing, even as close as I am at this point, it's something that you just don't really know if that's something you're going to even come close to or accomplish. And, you know, here I am. I actually wound up kind of doing it. I didn't do, as of yet, everything I've set out to do. Like, I've wanted to write a book. I've wanted to write a show and all this other stuff. And I can get into that another time. But, I mean... It's just, it's a never-ending process because 20 years ago, I told myself I want to be a speaker. I want to do, you know, I want to write a book. And these are things I didn't pursue or start pursuing until over the past five years. So sometimes life just doesn't allow for it until the door opens for whatever reason. Yeah, you almost don't know you know, when yeah, time will be. It's true. And you never know how this show will evolve or what I'll be doing in 20 years from now. Hopefully I'll still be doing Mark My Words. I, I love doing this show. I'm but, with you. I feel the same thing about my podcast, man. I'm in it for life, man. I'm in it for life. I don't care. Like, I, like, I understand life happens, but, uh, and I might take a break, but I don't, I don't foresee myself taking any more breaks from my podcast, man. So I feel you. It's like, once you st- once you love it too, you realize you got to keep going. Oh yeah, especially after the way this year is gone. With uh, I don't, you weren't a part of the post. I know Jillian, who was a guest a few months ago, she was one of the many people that I met through a post that I did, and I got a great response. And hence, uh, 2021's episodes of this podcast were born because I got such a good response. I feel so egotistic saying I had such a good response, but I did. It, it pretty much allowed me to do this show and release an episode every week for Man. practically a whole year. So, yeah. So you're, so you've been doing it a year now, this podcast? I did. Uh, last year I did about 20 ish episodes and this year I'm on pace to do 40. And last year with the pandemic and everything going on, it was hard to do more. I stopped I too. Did. I stopped. Yeah. 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 It, it was something that it wasn't the podcast. It was just life. Just really me too. Kind, kind of beating me down a little bit. I'll just say this though. Once you get to year two or three, you have so many guests that you can't, you have to tell people no, or I'll tell, or like, I'll get back to you in six months. Like that's the power of the podcast, man. Like this thing, it's like a snowball. 
effect, you know? So I made my post January the 6th, I believe. And there's people from that time period that I still haven't, as of whatever this is, June 15th, still haven't recorded an episode with. So it's been like a six, seven month uh, process because I I gotta have a life. I gotta relax. I obviously gotta make money and work. I gotta play cop golf now. So, (laughs) which is important, man. That's it's too fun to be honest, man. Man, I'm jealous you got that season. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was my wife's idea. I wasn't really sure if I wanted to commit to it, but now that I'm doing it, it's like, oh man, just to get out and take a few swings at the ball two, three days a week, it's so much fun. It's very much the opposite of last year just that little bit being able to get out it's making a huge difference in my mentality and how i feel i I just took a walk before this man i try to do that all as much at least a couple times in a day just got to get outside man i hear you well speaking of you getting outside and making things happen let's talk a little bit about how all your businesses evolved so you You've gone to school, you did the business and marketing thing, and now here you are today with all this cool stuff going on. How did the whole idea of working for yourself come about and evolve? Yeah, it's it's funny because I just had uh, a guest on my podcast, this episode I released on Monday, uh, shameless plug right there, but um it's relevant. So the guest I had on is my friend, Ethan Libros. And, and uh, we actually started a DJ company together when we were, he was 16 and I was 17 and we were in high school. And uh, that was the first time ever like being involved in a, in a business that was like just me or, or like just me and one other person. Right. And he really like, honestly ran it. And like, I did, you know, some things too, but um, you know, that was kind of the first thing where I went, Oh, like anybody can just do this. Like you could just do it. Right. So that was a little bit of its taste. I always had this independence kind of mentality, right? Like I started my podcast by myself, like recorded the first few episodes by myself before I had a guest on, before I wanted to include other people. And uh, I mean, yeah, man, I've been releasing music for like four or five years, you know, like all that. Like I don't see any type of, I think when people look at things, they kind of see, they kind of look at like, what's going to stop me from doing this, you know, like what's going to get in my way. And I really don't look at that stuff. Um, I feel like I'm a little bit better at just kind of like going for it and trying it. So that's kind of always been my mentality, whether it's the music, the podcast, DJing, uh, I ended up working, I actually work for a DJ company now and, uh, do, you know, weddings and all different types of live events for them on my, you know, personally, I performed live for the last couple of years too. And, uh, at showcases and open mics and stuff like that. So I guess when it comes to, you know, my business and I mean, I started this business a year ago. I mean, I had been doing it for two years before that in a freelance capacity, but I started the company a year ago and really it's like, I just don't think about the barriers or, you know, anything like that. Like I know things are going to take a lot of time and a lot of money and it waste a lot of time and money and things like that. Like you're not going to, it's not, this ain't a nine to five where you just, you know, get your paycheck at the end of the week. Like I was willing to accept that um, and have some great months and some really low months. 
some penny pension months and some, you know, I can go on a vacation this year type of thing. So I think my risk tolerance is a little bit higher than most people. Um, you know, Hey, if I have to live in my car to do what I love, I'll live in my car. I don't really care. You know? So not that I ha I've had to do that yet. I guess I'm just, just talk, just saying it, but <laughs> it's yeah, I definitely, I definitely think my wife would have an issue if I had the mentality of, well, oh, my girl, my girlfriend <laughs> would break up with me if that was me. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, I don't think living in a car is an option anymore. For us. <laughs> I'm 22, so maybe it's a little bit more, but I don't know. <laughs> well, hey, there's some people that when they're young and they're starting out, they have some pretty incredible stories. And sometimes you got to live in your car. Not saying you do or you should. I think you I don't should... have to now, but if it happens, it happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, you we're doing your podcast for a few years and then you decided to start up podcast principles. Did it just kind of dawn on you one day that I have expertise and I should be helping people? What, how did that evolve for you? Yeah, it happened at first. So I wanted to quit first. How this all happened is I wanted to quit my job. I didn't want to be a mechanic anymore. Um, I love it. Like, honestly, I still love it. I still love to do it. It's something I'm still passionate about, but I re but my other passions were taken over music, podcast, you know, connecting with people online, creating content, all that was taken over. And I wanted to be able to do that every day. So what I did was back in 2019, I think I was, you know, my dad was like, oh, what are you just going to, are you going to go back to the shop and work at the shop this summer? I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to work for myself. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't, you're not working for yourself. Like, what do you like? He's like, what are you doing? What are you going to do? Right. I'm like, I'll figure it out. Don't worry about it. So I got one voice acting job on Upwork. Like I went on, I interviewed this kid on my podcast. His name is Tori Grant. Uh, he's a, you know, skateboarder, social media manager. He does a bunch of stuff. And he told me, he was like, yeah, man, I use this site called Upwork. And I ended up making, had, doing like six figures in a year and quit my job and all this stuff. So I'm like, that sounds great. Right. So I get on there. I do it for a month and a half. Nothing, man nothing. I, I max out all my credits and buy more credits. I'm applying, applying, applying. I have no, like when you look at my profile, it says $0 earned, right? Like I'm like, how am I going to get a job with $0 earned? I'm going to have to like hack the system and pay myself and make it look <laughs> better and fake it or whatever. So what I did was, cause I figured I was like, I got to find a way to like get these jobs because nobody knows I do this and they're not going to believe me. So I created fictional companies to do voiceovers for as samples. And they weren't companies that existed. They were just fake companies, but they were examples. They weren't testimonials, but they were examples. So when I sent an example, then people would be like, oh, okay. Like he knows what he's doing. Like he's a voice actor or whatever. So I got one job for $80 and it was doing a voiceover. It was like a page long of a covered bridge in California. It was like um, the you know, Felton covered bridge or something like that. You could literally like find the video somewhere with my voice over it. And after that I was done, I was sold. I was like, yep, this is good. This is going to work. Like I made $80 this month. Like that's $20 a week. That's enough. I'm good. Like, <laughs> you know, obviously like couldn't even pay my rent or my bills. Right. But whatever, we'll figure it out. So from that, um, kept applying for jobs and I realized like, I had this podcast, right? And then, and then I realized people don't know how to start these podcasts. Like people don't understand how podcasts really work at all. They just see like an episode and they think it's like, they don't even have any idea. And I just went through the last two, two years, uh, you know, three years now, but whatever, a year or two then. And 
I did all this stuff. So I started applying for podcast jobs. So then I applied for one, one of these podcast jobs that was in the city. And I remember I don't have any credits, right? I maxed out my Upwork credits again. And luckily this one job, they put the company name and typically they don't do that because they don't want you to flood their inbox. Right. But I put, they put the company name. I got lucky. I went to the website and I actually got um, interviewed on a podcast literally just about this experience. Um, it's called uh, College Declassified. If you want to go check out that episode, amazing show, um, like top hunter show now. But um, so I, I went on the website and they had a thing that said book a call, right? And you know how these sales things work. Like when you book a call, it's like an intake form and it has like company size, company name, revenue, um, you know, cost, customer acquisition costs, all these marketing sales things. And so I fill it all out, just put like Sully Bop, YouTube channel, you know, I just put like a fictional, like as if I was a company, I just faked it. Right. And so I get on the call with the guy, it's a zoom call. I don't even know how zoom works, dude. I'm calling in. Like, I didn't even know zoom was an app. I have no idea what zoom even means. <laughs> so I'm trying to figure zoom out. I'm on the call with this guy and I'm like, Hey dude, listen, like I just found your thing on Upwork. Like I don't know how to even use zoom, but honestly, um, I can edit your podcast. Like I can do everything you need because that's what the original posting was for, right? It was for, I don't think I mentioned that the original post was for a podcast production role at this company just to like edit it. Nothing crazy. So he's like, yeah, man, sounds good. I really appreciate your hustle. Like I like it. It's really like kind of salesy and like, you know, you got me on the phone. I like it. I appreciate it. And he said, why don't you come in, in the city, come to the city, come to New York interview. And, uh, you know, we'll see, we'll go from there. So I'm like, oh man, all right. But like, I don't know how to get to the city. Like I live, you know, an hour and a half away. Like, so I figured out how to work the buses. I took this long bus ride. Like I figured it out, right? I like, I was, you know, I had these nice clothes on. It was raining. Like all my clothes were messed up, man. I just like one of those days I have no, I'm by myself, you know, 19, 19, 20 years old, going in the city to apply for this job. I walk into the thing, the guy comes down. He like has me come into this kind of co-working area. And he's like, Hey, uh, he's like, yeah, he's like on his phone. Most of the time he's kind of like, Oh yeah, cool. Yeah. And he's just going through and he's like, Oh yeah, that would be good. You want to just, yeah. Okay. And then at the end, he's kind of just, he just says, do you want to just do the whole thing? Why don't you just host it, edit it, produce it, book the guests, do everything. Wow. And I'm like, yeah, okay. I don't know how to do half of that, but let me try it. I'm not a video editor. Cool. I'll learn how to edit video. So fast forward, I get that job. I work for them. I start working five hours and up 10 hours a month then it goes to you know five hours a week 10 hours a week um and i'm doing this podcast and i'm interviewing i'm booking the guest i'm doing it man i'm launching this podcast it's working and it, there's strategy involved like you know it's all it's happening and then they kept wanting me to do sales they're like why don't you do sales do sales do sales you're good at talking do sales so i'm like i don't want to do it i don't want to do it. i kept pushing it off right then they start having me do it i'm making more money i'm doing well with the sales and then next thing i know it's been like four weeks that we haven't even done a podcast. So I'm like, the reason that I joined this company was so I could do this podcast. And now I'm out here doing sales and doing 900 other things. And so the company actually got to a point. I mean, so I think when I joined it, joined the company, they weren't doing that. They were doing okay. But when I left, they were in a lot of debt, like a lot of debt. And I knew that because they kept taking out loans to pay people. And I knew that wasn't good. So I said, okay, I looked like, they started not paying people. I'm like, this is just ridiculous, you know? And, and, uh, they owed me like 200 bucks. It took, it was like two weeks later. I'm like, dude, I'm done. So I quit, you know, whatever. Didn't get my $200. 
And at that point, that was uh, February 2020. And then March 2020, I started Podcast Principles because I was like, you know, if they don't care about the podcast, then I'll just do it myself. And so that was like kind of the whole story of kind of how I got here and realized that I could help so many more people if I just do it myself. So. And I feel like that is exactly what you learned. You went through that experience and I think you figured out, oh, you know what? I can do this. This isn't really as uh, overwhelming as I may have thought. Now that company may have made it feel overwhelming because of all their problems, but Mm -hmm. I feel just from listening to that story that that was a great way for you to say, you know what? I think I can do this, which now you are doing it. Yeah. Doing it, man. And honestly, did I realize the, what it was going to take? No, man, running a company, this is the hardest and most rewarding, fulfilling thing I've ever done, but also the hardest every day. You know, if you're trying to work for yourself is if you're trying to work for yourself full time and I have other stuff support you, it's just, um, it's a lot. So I didn't realize how much it would be or how crazy it would be or how much money it would cost or, you know, what, and it really entailed, but yeah, man, that did make me realize like, all right, I, I can at least try it. Right. Like I'm at a perfect point in my life to try it. And Hey, if it fails, cool. I'll try it. Check oh it yeah. List, right. If I could go back 20 years, I would absolutely do everything that you're doing right now. Uh, unfortunately for me, or maybe fortunately at the same time, I have a full-time job and career and I have a mortgage. I have a wife, two cats that keep running around here, as you can probably see. So I cannot just say F it and quit and do what I would really like to be doing, which is this podcast. And there have been a number of people that say, hey, you've got all this expertise. You should try starting up a business all uh a Ryan Sullivan type of business, but I don't know where I would find the time. I almost have to like lose my job or something. <laughs> yeah, dude, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, yeah, that's another thing. I mean, man, if there was a magic like thing that can just give you like more hours in the day or just like, that would just be it, man. Because, you know, I, you know, have a girlfriend and, you know, it's like, we're actually long distance too. So that's like, but on top of that, like, I don't stop dude. Like I might, like, I have a little like 10 foot boat that I like put in the water and like ride around on and stuff like that. Like as a little outlet, you know, whatever I like to swim and go kayaking and stuff, but like, you know, even, and then I work on the weekends too. So it's just like, dude, yeah, it is nonstop. And so if you're going to do it, after your nine to five, you know, it's, you know, Gary V method. All right. You got 6 PM to 2 AM to grind. Well, five, you know, you get home at five 30, you're cooking dinner. Now it's six 30 night and you got, you know, to walk the dog or you gotta, you know, do whatever you got spend time with your, with your loved one. It's like the nights is gone by that time you look, you know? So oh, I know I'm crazy, dude. Time oh yes. Yeah. Since I started doing this podcast, especially, in 2021 with everything picking up so much like i told you earlier i got home i had traffic i got home at 405 and 15 20 minutes later 
we were dialed up on this call. Absolutely did not miss a beat. It was literally enough time for me to get something to drink. Oh, yeah. That's my every day. That's my every single day. Yeah. It's bang, 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 bang. Maybe chill for 20 minutes at the end of the day and then go to sleep. <laughs> and then bang, 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 bang again. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. look forward to the 30 to 60 minutes. I might get every once in a while to mess around on the switch or something. So, right. yeah, it, it doesn't fit into my life. And, you know, unless I want to give up what I'm doing, it's all about juggling your priorities and just juggling the time. You know, you have to really budget that time. And, you know, what's the most important thing? That's it. Prioritize. Yeah. Balance is impossible, I think, but try to find that. So... When you do work with your clients, what do you look for? What kind of advice do you give? What, how do you work with them? Yeah, so, you know, some of my core values are really, it's like trust, impact, transparency, right? So um, what I do is, you know, what we did was we, real, what I realized was, first of all, there's not a real easy way to make a podcast in general. Like if you're going to do everything yourself. If you are going to do everything yourself, it's so much time and work. And like you said, like if you got a nine to five, like it's going to be a lot if you're trying to do weekly episodes and you have a family and stuff like that. So I kind of looked at what was around. A lot of people were selling. They were like, all right, I'll just edit your audio or I'll, I'll just uh, post them for you or do something like that. And I was like, that's like I've done that and I do that for people who just need that. Right. But I'm like, if you're trying to launch a podcast, that's not enough. You can't just have an audio guy, but then think about it like this. If you have an audio guy and then a video guy and then a writer right now, you're managing a team. That's not what you wanted to do in the first place either. So what's the way to do it? Well, the best way I, what I came up with was let's just put it all in one place. So what we do is we're usually going to take somebody who knows that they are, ready to launch a podcast. Right. And that's why I release content. That's why I'm in Facebook groups and in LinkedIn uh, on LinkedIn and everything, because I'm trying to put out as much information as I can. So people can have the information to know, okay, is a podcast right for me or not? Next step of the process is, all right, I want to launch a podcast. How am I going to do it? Am I going to do it all myself? Am I hiring a team? Am I hiring a company? Like, what am I going to do? Right. So Um, what we did, what I typically do is, you know, I have five questions I walk people through when we start, that's basically clarity questions, um, is, is kind of what I call them. And, you know, if you've worked with me before, somebody's listening, like, you know, you probably know what I'm talking about. Um, it's a start, it's called the podcast starter guide is what I have, but, um, really we want to make sure like, is this podcast going to work with you work for you? Number one, like, is it working for the goal? Like, what's really the goal? Let's really get down. Like, are you, do you want to create sales like for your business or do you want to make an impact? Do you want to do a little bit of both? Do you want to, you know, uh, develop strategic partnerships for your business? Like what are you really trying to do? Like with in all honesty, right? And we look at that objectively and we take that goal and then we reverse engineer it into the podcast. So it works for you. And like that's, that seems to save people a ton of time and effort just getting that clarity on like, okay, wow, at least now I know 
how to position my show, what guests I should book, what, you know, editing are we going to, or are we going to do? Are we going to do it on zoom? Like some people don't need, it's hard to even record on zoom. There's a 400 settings on zoom. So it's like, it's hard to even record on zoom. So number one thing we do is just save people time, help people create impact and, you know, launch their podcast effectively and then be able to see it in a track and know exactly how much time they're going to have to put in. Um, we just try to make that as simple as possible. And then we house it all in a portal, a uh, client portal where, you know, the person who's editing your audio, audio, video graphics, who's doing everything for your show, you're talking to them. Like, you're not going through me. You're not going through some other guy. You're not, you're like, Hey man, like you did this graphic. Can you change this and this there? You know, my, our guys are right there, you know, ready to, ready to answer those questions and, and make sure things are simple. So yeah, over the last few years, I just determined like, if we can have an all-in-one solution, that's what people need because the podcast is just way too much to do on your own. So what's the number one lesson that you've learned from running your own business? Mm. Uh, consistency, I think. Um, showing up. You know, uh, I was listening to a podcast yesterday with uh, Patrick Bet David. I'm not sure if you've heard of him. Um, he owns this company. It's a, a life insurance company. It's called people helping people. He's got a great story, but what he said was a lot of times the worst thing that you can do. The, the thing that hurts people the most is the start and stop, like start something, then stop and start and stop again. So I think the lesson that I learned most recently is if you can stay consistent, it's probably more important than anything else you can do. It doesn't mean it doesn't even matter really if you're going in the wrong direction. Like if you're posting terrible content consistently, because you're not always going to do post terrible content, you're going to start making good content because you're going to know what works and what doesn't. Right. So, um, yeah, man, I think consistency is really, um, that's something I've been really harping on lately and trying to put processes in place to make sure I don't, mess up on that yeah no that's very important to be consistent i know with what i do i make sure that i have a template that's consistent for all my graphics for just consistency with how i set up the lighting and the mic and everything i do the way i get guests although you never know how you're gonna get guests but I, I try to be as organized and consistent as I can. And I have to because of our friend Father Time. I just don't have all the time in the world with a 90-minute commute to and from work. I'm in D.C. all day. I have to make dinner. I have to do all these things. So for me to pull this off as well as I have, I have to be organized and consistent so it's not about having the best mic although a decent mic will certainly help and it's not about having the greatest light although hopefully my ring light does me some justice but really this podcast that i do is so bare bones there's no mixer or audio board there's none of that. It's the mic, the ring light, Zoom, 
GarageBand for some editing, and I may or may not be missing anything. I I try to use Capwing, but I don't know. I may I may wind up ending my subscription. I don't I don't know if I'm happy with them or not. I've been told that Crip Crip Clipscribe is really good for making social media clips and stuff. I haven't tried that yet, but I'll have to try that. Yeah, there's a guy that I recently met online. His name is Travis Brown, and he's the owner of a company called Poddex. Oh, Travis Brown. Yeah, I know Travis. you know Travis? Yeah, I've been in his... So a friend of mine, Luke Miller, um, who runs the Freelance Network podcast, um, who's been a... Just became a great friend of mine. He had pod he bought pod decks he put me on travis brown i joined the pod decks community on facebook the group and uh so that's how i know them pod would i ever use pod decks no because that's not the style show that i do but i love what they do yeah i really love their podcasts travis and billy both are amazing they'll probably love that we're plugging them so much here but yeah, we're going to need, uh, it's going to be 10% right there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, my first sponsor. Yeah, right there. Endorsement. <laughs> Manifestation right here, man. I love it. But yeah, it's this podcast, I think people may have the illusion that you need all this stuff and all this expertise, all this equipment. You don't necessarily need all of that. I have the expertise. I got the degree. I've got the 15, 16 years of working in broadcasting. Look, you should see my office. It's literally my mic right now in in order for me to sound so good, it is standing on the box that this mic came in. So That's a true testament to just content. And yeah, I don't know. I know so many people who bought a $2,000 guitar and then play it for a week and then put it down like you don't even know if you're gonna like this you know and that's why i tell people like before we start we're making sure like this process we're gonna take a little while to really make embed ingrain that like this is what we're doing like this is what it's a pot like try it like do some episodes record some episodes see if you like it you know because yeah don't jump in spend a million dollars you know, on these, this equipment. And then you do a whole season after that, ah, whatever, you know, but so, yeah, man, uh, that's a testament. And I think another theme that you'd probably, you'd definitely agree with here, which I, I kind of wish that, um, you know, I'd like to, well, I guess I'd like to touch on it too. Cause you said lessons learned is people like obviously consistency, but within that is just showing up for people and people are the whole, like, you know, it from doing the show, from being on LinkedIn, from, from um from your job and broadcasting and everything that people are where it's at so if you're consistent and you focus on people i mean the the world is yours really yeah i can agree more i mean yeah we're doing these podcasts for ourselves because we like to talk and we like to share but we're also doing it to help others and for others to benefit and that's the whole point of this podcast because I've I met so many entrepreneurs like yourself that inspired me to want to really have my own business and to be 
an entrepreneur myself, and it really inspired me to start this podcast and to really share not only my wisdom, but to get other people's wisdom. And that means a lot to me. I want people to walk away and say, wow, I really liked listening to Ryan Sullivan. He had a lot of good points. I love his story. Maybe I'll try starting a podcast and maybe after a while I'll keep the idea of starting my own podcast mentoring business in my back pocket if I like it and everything goes well. Right. I didn't expect to be doing this. So that's a hundred percent truth right there. Yeah. When I started this podcast, yeah, I could have gotten an audio board and I could have gotten really expensive camera and invested in all this stuff. But I said, you know what? Let's see how it goes. Let's see how I like podcasting. And not only has the experience, especially this year, with all the guests and how everything is gone, it's been such a good experience. But I'm starting to think of ideas for other podcasts that I'd like to do. Oh, so, just wait, man. You're going to have too many ideas. Yeah. Three years in, the amount of... I have podcast ideas that would be million-dollar pot. Like, I'm telling, like, crazy. Like, just I don't have time to do them. Like, I always say, like, if somebody took my ideas and just ran with them, like, you take one, you take one, you take one, one of y'all is going to be a millionaire. It's just like, and one, we'll just wait until, like, as you keep going with this, you've already seen it already. But as you keep going, like... You start to, oh, man, that show would be a great idea. Oh, that would be a great idea. And it's like you start to understand the medium and then you start to really know it like a marketer, you know, like when they when they got Facebook down, they're like, I can just do Facebook for your business and make you all this money. Like that type of stuff, Um, like an example, you know, that's just an example. But same thing for podcasts, like you just keep doing it. You have these ideas and it's like, all right, one show is enough. I'm starting. I've just started uh, a second podcast and that's a whole nother thing. But um yeah, I have 900 other ideas of <laughs> shows. Yeah, same here. I've got quite a few. I just thought of another guest-oriented idea the other day. I wish I would have written it down because I don't remember what it was. Hopefully, that will come back to me. It'll come back if it was meant to be. It'll come back to you. Exactly. But, yeah, I've got so many ideas, just fun ideas to just do on my own. It's just a matter of finding the time, which that's really if you want to incorporate a business and be somebody like me and have a nine to five, it's literally all about managing your time. It's everything. And I know as an entrepreneur who is supporting themselves, time is definitely everything to you. It's everything. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I'm, I have a morning routine you know, the things that they tell you to do as an entrepreneur, like you got to have a morning routine. You got to do this. You got to do that. I tested a lot of things. I tested everything that I could possibly test as far as like making sure my mind is ready to go because you have to put a lot of emotion and doubt aside and you have to not let it get to you, you know? So yeah, I mean, time management is, and I'm still not that I'm amazing at it. I'm really not I have a Smith, a system, but it's not perfect, right? You're never really perfect. See, the problem with me is I think I can control more than I really can control. And so what that means is I try to, I try to like fit everything into like a cookie cutter 
schedule. Right. And my girlfriend goes to me and she's like, that's not how life works. Like you can't just fit things in where you want to fit them in. Like that's not, you can't do that and expect to like maintain all these relationships. And, you know, so then I, you know, that's a struggle. It's a constant struggle. I mean, in my, in my ideal world is like, my mind doesn't, ideally like i don't shut off i don't get tired i just keep going forever right like i work instead of working out even though i love working out but i'll work instead and i'll literally just be like tell the client you know or whatever tell like one of my guests um or my producer or whatever even better example be like hey we're not going to do one this week um we'll do we did two last week we're not going to do one this week because i gotta work out or i gotta you know it's like i have to make sure i prioritize these health things you know because it can just get crazy man so it can just take over so yeah um that's time prioritizing time and then prioritizing things that you know you need to do but you want to like do other things instead you know yeah i never feel like you you definitely have to prioritize some fun which is why i have a membership to top golf for all yep. the summer is so i'm not doing podcasts like four days a week right after work i'm actually taking one or two days for me to get outside and have fun. And it really does wonders as far as, okay, now you do have a day where you got to buckle down and work and it clears your mind. It makes making that time for work a lot easier because you're getting all that fun time out and prioritizing that at another time we could probably go into time management for a whole hour here but <laughs> <laughs> definitely <laughs> i at this point will manage my time by asking you to tell everybody where they can find you and how they can work with you yeah sure so it's uh, podcastprinciples.com is basically a, a a skeleton site right now there's really not much on there but if you want to go there you can um, you know, definitely connect with me on LinkedIn. So it's linkedin.com, um, slash Sully Bop. Uh, that's S U L L Y B O P Sully Bop, or just search my name, Ryan R Sullivan. Uh, just make sure you put the R in there. Cause there's like tens of thousands of Ryan Sullivan's or something like that. I'm, I have like one of the most common names probably ever other than like John Smith. So, uh, yeah, man, uh, anywhere. Uh, so sullybop.com too, like I said, S U L L Y B O P. That's all my DJing rap music production, uh, kind of creative direction stuff over there. And, uh, that's a site dedicated to my art and my podcast. And then, yeah, um, for anything podcast principles related. So, you know, if you're looking to, if you want to get connected, I have a 15 minute connection call. It's on my LinkedIn, just book that, um, you know, just let them, you know, just let me know where you came from. If you saw the podcast and uh, we can get connected there and then uh, any podcast questions, just shoot them my way. And that's really it, man. Those, those are the sites and the contacts. So definitely reach out. And at the very least connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm active on Instagram and Facebook too. So literally anywhere that you're active, I'm probably, I'm probably on there in some capacity. So definitely reach out. Awesome. So one question, do you actually put any of your rap songs out where, where can people find that? Or is that just more kept to yourself? No. Yeah. So they're all out um, on every single music platform. So that's Spotify, um, you know, Apple music, YouTube, I have music videos on YouTube. I have probably 30 to 40 songs released. So wow. you can go check them out. Yeah. I've been doing that for like five or six years now, or maybe I think I'm on 
I'm about to be on my fifth year, I think this summer. So uh, that's, I have an album coming out like later this year too. So um, things for that are going to be picking up too, which is, I'm really excited about, but, but yeah, it's the same thing as before. So S U L L Y B O P Sully Bop. If you just Google that Sully Bop and music, you could just Google it, do it on Siri, like say Siri play Sully Bop. It'll just come right up or on your Amazon Alexa and stuff like that too. Man, I thought it was impressive when I came up for the theme song for this show. And now I don't get the wrong idea. I wound up using the, the copyright free. I'm not using the right words here, but uh, on GarageBand, they allow you to use royalty free uh, loops. And you can stuff. use anything you want. On yeah. Free. It's amazing. I use Logic Pro, which is just GarageBand on steroids. So that's what I do all my professional, you know, or all my music and production stuff. And so, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, songs for podcasts too, actually, which is a lot of fun. I love doing that. Oh, I love doing it. And I'm not, I'm not as much as I love music and I'm like a jukebox of knowledge, but I'm not a recording artist by any stretch. But the theme song to this podcast, I did it through the loops on GarageBand. I was like, holy smokes. I'm an artist. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, that's all. That's how I started, man. So, man, that's it. That's all it really takes. Just start messing around. I'll do it. Let me do a, a one quick plug, too, before we wrap. Um, the sponsor for my podcast is a company uh, called Soda Beats. And I'm not saying this because I have to. I'm just saying it because it's it completely relates to this. But it's a company that was started by uh, a guest that I had on my podcast. Um, and he's a music producer and engineer. And he created this company so people wouldn't steal other people's music. Um, um, so you can, so it's really easy to go and like, just make your own beats on there and stuff. So um, just for anybody who doesn't even want to get into garage band, um, you know, that's an alternative too, but yeah, man, music is so much fun. It's so easy to create now, whether it's those sites like that garage band, you know, anything. Yeah. I, I got a little crazy the other weekend. I think I made three theme songs for some of the solo episodes I've done. Like, man, this, really gets to be fun I'm, i mean there's nothing wrong with just buying the royalty free already made music i mean i think that's a route a lot of people take i may take that route at some point but man i love just as long as i have the ideas and the creativity i love just using the loops and coming up with something so naturally putting that out pretty cool but so i am fun. no Definitely don't have flow or anything like that. I I will never try my hand at rapping. That's for sure. So you might get a little, you know, you might get some lyrics in your head or something while you're making a beat and be like, oh, man, let me try it. I'm telling you, you never know. Um, that's <laughs> when if I write something, that's when I'm going to pass it on to you and say, hey, you got the voice. I I don't have the flow. I don't have any of the skills. I, I don't belong in any rap battle or or a rap song so <laughs> it's all good though for your rap and hip-hop needs though i got you sullybop.com you know we're over there <laughs> i got sure, any, i'm down to entertain any project uh, all the time yeah well thank you for taking the time to entertain me and our audience for this episode and i just want to quickly plug myself you can find me 
on Instagram, or yeah, you can find me on Instagram. I'm thinking LinkedIn, but I say Instagram. You can find me on Instagram. I'm at Mark My Word Six. I'm also at Nimrod Seventy Nine. I'm also on Twitter, Nimrod Nineteen Seventy Nine. Some of these are very old screen names from a long time ago, but please feel free to connect. I'm also on LinkedIn, the platform we love, and you can connect with me anytime and come find my show on uh, Podbean, iTunes, Audible, etc., etc. If you're listening now, hopefully you did find me on iTunes, etc., etc. So with all that being said, this was Ryan R. Sullivan. Thank you, Ryan, so much for being here. I am Mark Schmidt. You just listened to Mark My Words. I'll be back soon with a new episode. Have a great day. Bye for now. Bye.